Hi, and welcome to our Dummy Podcast, Global Operations on the Go. I'm your host, Therese Snow. Today I'm speaking with Camilo Guevara. Camilo is the Vice President of Technical Sales at Jamia. He oversees the Jamia Center of Excellence within DASO Systems. He's speaking with us today on emergency services solutions. Thank you. Indeed, I'm, I'm currently heading the Jamia Center of Excellence within DASO Systems. And uh, for the last few weeks and in response to the current crisis, I've been uh, heading a team uh, who has set up an, a set of an emergency planning solutions based on our standard products. In this case, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the emergency supply planning solution. And um, I'm going to be giving you a little bit of a introduction into what we have developed for uh, different types of organizations in the market. Okay, excellent. All right, Camillo. Uh, well, the coronavirus currently has a world in its grip with uh, emergency situations being reported everywhere. Really, there are a few areas untouched by the crisis. Supply chains the world over are coming under a lot of scrutiny as they struggle to deal with the huge peaks in demand and disruption on a scale we could not have imagined prior to the current crisis. Why are supply chains disrupted and what is the ripple effect of the disruption? Yes, so in principle, the, even today, the core of supply chains are still the workforce, right? Uh, machines still need to be operated, uh, processes need to be overseen, uh, quality steps need the human component to actually sign off on a particular quality test, right? Uh, so, so there's a, still today a, a very heavy core of human workforce requirements. The moment that COVID as a pandemic puts at risk the availability of that workforce, the different operations and different levels of the supply chain, so, so take, uh, automotive, for example, at uh, tier one, tier two, and tier three uh, level of suppliers, you start seeing all these short shortages in workforce, which put at risk their own supply. That, of course, generates a ripple effect throughout the supply chain of not only automotive, but all the associated uh, suppliers. So the entire value network of that particular OEM, for example. Um, and if you can imagine, this happens across all industries, one's more hit than the others. But still, at the end of the day, because of the length and the extent of the pandemic, these effects are starting to permeate across multiple industries. It amplifies itself, right? So the moment that one industry fails or, or starts failing, uh, an industry which might be dependent on that one immediately perceives an additional pressure uh, on the supply side, for example. And, um, and that basically just generates a long-standing behavior that needs to be intervened via planning, via countermeasures that minimize the impact uh, of these uh, phenomena. All right, excellent. Thank you. Um, one of Delmia's new emergency solutions is based on Delmia Quintig Standard Macro Planner. I understand it's designed to match supply and demand. So how does emergency supply planning help in this real-world crisis? Yes, let's take a very real example that I think has been over the news over and over, uh, the, the availability of masks. If you take the overall availability of N95 type of masks, so the respirators, 
that are uh, providing 98.9% uh, immunity. These were in normal supply for what used to be the normal demand pattern that the companies producing them perceived, right? So they were used for multiple applications. Uh, they had a relatively predictable demand for what that a particular market sees. Uh, it was quite okay, and capacities were well aligned. All of a sudden, you see this huge peak in demand because of the pandemic, right? And unfortunately, the, the entire industry was at capacity with a little bit of buffer, but never enough to cover for a worldwide global pandemic and the associated demand. So what you end up with is a series of mixture of materials in the hands of the user. So they will have some high quality, uh, uh, high protection mass, but they will have to cope with the fact that they will not be enough to cover for their full necessity, right? There's a structural shortage of the materials and, and the supply chain is not able to react quick enough. What does the supply planner help with? You have to accept you're not going to get more masks that where you're going to be able to produce. That's a fact. But what you can do is allocate those masks in a smarter way by covering the more critical cases, for example, or the more critical areas of a particular country or for a particular network with those masks while leaving the maybe less, less immunity-providing masks, so the cloth masks, uh, Two cases that are either not as contagious or in locations where uh, population density, for example, is lower. That smart allocation allows you to increase KPIs such as coverage, so, so the overall fulfillment of the demand, but better still, the overall fulfillment by level of criticality. So from the health perspective, that could be one application, for example. Take it from the commercial perspective. You have a series of customers that probably are buying your product at slightly different margins. And you also have a series of suppliers that are struggling and are probably not being able to supply neither on time nor in full. So you're trying to literally juggle these two variables and trying to match the best way possible your orders to get the maximum possible profitability out of your very scarce supply. And by the way, that's changing drastically every day. So you need to be able to recalculate, to react to that efficiently day after day, right? And, uh, and that's where such a demand and supply balancing solution works. Now, what can it balance? It can balance anything from materials to people and, and going through very creative applications of those concepts, right? So, so a material can be a physical material, but it could also be just certifications. It could also be just volunteers, for example. So, so we can literally manage any type of demand and supply balancing act and drive it via KPIs using uh, mathematical optimization. So also driving towards a very particular improvement of a set of KPIs. And that's how we can support different crises from different perspectives, all related to some type of shortage in supply. I'm expanding on your answer a bit. Can you tell us how emergency supply planning can benefit the medical supplies field in areas such as production and distribution? For example, what kind of visibility and support can emergency supply planning provide? 
For example, the first thing that we've noticed uh, has happened at different levels and in different countries. So it's not only at uh, central government, but also at regional level is that uh, hospitals and the medical associations or the medical organizations were all of a sudden have assumed the responsibility of ensuring the proper supply of this medical supplies to hospitals. So are not prepared neither to manage the process and the complexity that it, that it entails, nor to have the adequate amount of visibility as to the level of stocks and needs that a particular site has. This because typically each location has their own inventory management system, they have their own network and uh, their own uh, uh, procurement uh, approach uh, with their suppliers. The moment that crises like, like the one we're living now kick in, central government immediately takes over the responsibility of ensuring the proper and uh, air allocation of those materials, or at least in the majority of countries, that's how it works, right? In that moment, those organizations struggle. They end up juggling with Excels. They end up juggling with emails and, and uh, phone requests just to centralize that information. So just the ability to provide a way for these endpoints to enter information or provide, a, for example, a standard template of information and load it in a central data repository that gives you a projection of those inventories under the current demand is already value in itself. You have full visibility as to what the impact of the shortages of supply will be, the shortages in production capacity will be, and how it will affect your end scenario. And then you can start making smart decisions. Okay, if I prioritize a particular set of demands, particular set of patients, for example, or hospitals, I'm going to increase my fulfillment, but maybe the fulfillment of the critical level drops, because that region is not particularly filled with uh, critical patients. And that's something that allows these organizations to better assess how they allocate those very scarce resources. So Dell Quintic Solutions are normally designed to deliver a perfect fit for customers, but the emergency supply planner solutions designed for rapid deployment in less than 30 days. How do you achieve that? It's indeed a, a very strict approach. We've uh, we've sat down uh, with the experts that have deployed our solutions in, in, in production environments. And indeed, what we typically see is that we aim for 100% achievement of the customer requirements. We also see that in many cases, when we load the data, the initial data that you load is already good enough to provide you very good results to make high-level decisions. And this was one of the critical pillars of how we uh, came up with this. We are trying to solve critical situations in the market, in the governments, in the organizations. So the idea of these solutions is to provide the best possible solution to a particular challenge. They were not designed to replace full-blown uh, enterprise level, for example, planning solutions or ERP systems or MPS systems. No, th th these are solutions that are designed to support a particular use case that solves a series of challenges, uh, supply chain related, and to that extent, the particular use case could be uh, how are we going to react in the long term to the ramp up of capacity once things go back to normal. That's a very high level requirement that, that probably involves loading the data of the full network and and and, uh, and it's perfectly fine uh, because the use case is defined. We want to understand how we're going to ramp up.
How do we get it down to 30 days? Turns out that when we load this data, we typically spend much of that time getting it fine-tuned to achieve 100% feasible, 100% perfect results in terms of daily planning. But it turns out when you're managing crises, typically you use the Pareto rule. 80% good is already better than any other alternative. You, you go with the first and best solution that you can find with a limited amount of information that in any case you have in a crisis. So once you acknowledge that, we said, okay, our standard solution already supports full-blown processes like SNOP, supply and demand balancing in SNOP. So there is no reason for which if we stick to the core data components, the things that we typically see in all customers, for example, we should be able to get high-quality plants, maybe not 100% optimal or 100% uh, identical to what the customer would typically expect in, in a production environment, but good enough to communicate with the stakeholders that are involved in this particular crisis. Again, supplier management from a commercial perspective. Uh, you're not trying to detail out the individual tonnage of a particular order. You're trying to interact with them to understand if 100 tons will make a difference or if 1,000 tons will make a difference and you're going to be too, able to receive them on time and what is going to be your impact if they don't come up on time and what is the best possible scenario if that happens. Once you acknowledge that the level of aggregation, the level of complexity can take a hit in that sense, but you still get the results that you need and that are still much better than what you can achieve via pen and pencil or, or Excel, uh, we realize that we can load that data pretty quickly and guide our customers, our prospects, our partners into what are the standard capabilities doing for them? What are the results that are popping out of the solution as per, per, per its standard configuration meaning for them and how to interpret them in a successful way that can be communicated to the stakeholders and that provides the scenarios that they need. And in that sense, the solution has a particular approach. We're spending significant amount of attention to the, the to the customer facing component. We're guiding our customers through the journey of loading the data, identifying it, mapping it, and we're taking to some extent a hand-holding approach into the planning exercise itself. So we're not only delivering a solution, we're actually delivering the support required to be able to deliver those plans that uh, that ultimately go into the stakeholders. Between those two approaches, a, a very strict implementation of core standard capabilities and a, a pragmatic a collaborative approach with our customers, uh, we're able to reduce this to 30 days. And again, the usage of this is foreseen to be interim, right? right? Uh, you deal with the crisis, uh, you, you plan your next year, and once you're executing those plans and successfully, hopefully, ramping up again, then you can decommission the solution and either implement, if you're satisfied with the type of results, implement a production level solution that takes care of more details and probably complexities that you now want to take into account to grow in a robust way. And we can do that via our, the implementation of our standard solutions and getting there with a complete subset of capabilities. But in principle, the, the emergency planning solution is an ad interim solution that, that supports a particular crisis situation. Thank you. Um, this is uh, what we wanted to share with you today around the emergency planning solutions and uh, supply planning. Thank you very much, and we remain available for your questions.
All right. So thank you, Camillo. So how can our podcast listeners obtain emergency supply planner? Send an email to delmia.covid19 at 3ds.com. Thank you so much for listening to Global Operations on the Go.